Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is about sex. If you're faint-hearted or easily offended, you might not want to listen. But you should. Join me, Tracy Cox, and Kelsey Chittick as we share honest and real sex advice on this award-winning podcast. Tracy is an international sex educator and author of lots of books about sex and relationships. Kelsey is a podcaster, comedian, and author who is getting out of her comfort zone both in the bedroom and in these conversations. Each week, we answer three anonymous sex and relationship questions sent in by you, our listeners. And nothing is off limits. Here's Sex Talk. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Sex Talk with Tracy Cox, my favorite person in London and maybe in all of <laughs> not Europe. not much of an accolade, is it? How many other people do you know in London? I don't, you're the only person I know there. That's but... not very nice, especially the last one of the last series. No, not the last series, the last episode, not the no, last I, My life would not be good without you in it. This, this much I know is true. The fact that I found you in a hopeless place on a sex podcast is a gift of a lifetime. Yes, me too. I totally agree. God, I was slow, slightly distracted before. Have you seen what Beyonce's mother looks like? No. Did she do a zimpa? Oh my God. There's just a picture of her with Beyonce. I was like, holy hell, good genes or what? She's always she been looks- gorgeous. Yeah. The mother. Yeah. Everybody out here, everybody's looking different because all of America. I went to do my like annual woman's pap smear like mm. whatever it is, appointment. And I went into this, they had moved the office and I go in. And so it's where we go when we get pregnant or, you know, whatever, or have an OBGYN, but they have now split the office to also be an Ozempic. Oh my God, that diet drug thing. So half of the people are pregnant <gasps> and like coming for a pap smear and the other half are getting these shots. And it has a TV that says, this shot will change your life. And I was just like, welcome to LA to begin with. Oh and God, I can't believe that the whole half of the clinic is devoted to that. It, no, everybody's in the lobby together. So half the people are getting a pap smear, and are getting tested for STDs, drug. and the other ones are getting a shot for Ozempic. And the you clinic know it's terrible for you. It's terrible for you. I, 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 they had like these pictures. I don't know how I feel about it, but it was, um, it was mm. strikingly strange to me because it used to be like a clinic that we'd go to when we were pregnant or when we mm. wanted medical advice. And this was like straight up, want to look good for your holiday party? So anyway. Yeah, I'd be very, very, I read a big article about it and all of those things, there is no such thing as a quick fix. Anyway. Yep. Anyway, moving right along. Okay, here we go. First question. I'm 36 and just started a relationship with a man I really like. He's more experienced than me. He's had lots of relationships and I've only had two long-term relationships. Because of that, I tend to leave it up to him to initiate sex and take the lead. He mentioned recently that it would be great if I was the one to suggest sex now and then. I want to do it, but I've never initiated sex before. Can you give me some practical suggestions? 
Yes, I can. And yes, I can too. (laughs) Go ahead, Tracy. Okay. Well, first of all, it has to be said that don't assume he's the better lover just because he's had more sexual partners. Because you learn about sex in long-term relationships. If he's had lots of casual partners, then, you know, I wouldn't assume he's the better lover at all. By the way, if I sound a bit like a duck, it's because I've been and had a filling and I've got you know, that anesthetic on one side of my face. So it's sounding a bit weird. Anyway, (laughs) apart from that, I think it's great that she wants to start initiating. Um, We've talked about this before. And there is a startling number of couples, really high percentage, something in the 90s, that one person is left to initiate nearly all the time. And we all know that it's usually the man, because of tradition, women think men should be the one to initiate. And it's a really bad message because it says... I only want to have sex to please you. It's really not great. So I'm glad that she wants to change this. Now, I will give practical suggestions, but she needs to ask him how he would like her to initiate sex. And if it's a blow, he's probably going to say, like, what do you mean? Come up and say to me, I would like to have sex or grab my penis, something direct like that. But it's really, really, really important, as we've talked about before, that you initiate sex in the way that your partner wants to be seduced, not the way you would like to be seduced. So that's what I would do. Now, if you want to initiate sex and you don't usually, I absolutely think you should follow these guidelines. Number one, Try and get your partner to remain passive because as you initiate and not just jump straight in and take over because that's what happens is the guy or the woman who's really highly sexed, the minute there's even a hint of sex, they're like, great, I'll take over from here. And the whole idea of it is that you you need to let them seduce you. You need to let learn how to seduce somebody. And that because that's where the kick is, is, is being the person who's sexy and the one that's in control. Also with low libido people, they won't initiate sex because they, they're not quite sure whether they want to follow through. So if you get your partner to say, look, okay, if I start initiating sex, can I stop whenever I want? That makes people more likely to initiate rather than, oh, well, I'm going to wait five minutes and just see whether I still feel like it then. Try not to think of it as a chore. Think of it as something that you're relishing, something that you're really in control of. Make it a sexy thing. I'm going to be the sexy one. I'm going to be the one asking for sex. Don't wait for perfect conditions because there will never be perfect conditions. Even if you have a bit of a, you know what, I wouldn't mind having sex right now. You need to jump on that straight away. And when you make a move, make it obvious because I have counseled so many couples where the woman is like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then she'll do something really subtle, like walk up the stairs to the bedroom, cast a look over her shoulder. And the guy just thinks, yeah, she's saying goodnight. And then she's then, well, I can't believe this. You're the one that wanted me to. And it ends up in disaster. So with people like that, I always think it's quite good to have a sign. Now, you can you can do something simple like cross your toothbrushes over each other and that means you're up for it, right? And have I talked about the fridge magnet thing before? This I don't is think a so. Thing. So you have two fridge magnets. One's his, one's yours or, two, or whatever, you know, one person's the other person's. Now, you have like a neutral zone on the fridge, probably near the handle or something. And then if you fancy sex, you put your magnet high on the fridge. And if they fancy sex also, they'll put their magnet high on the fridge. Now, obviously, there is a temptation if you're highly sexed to just glue your magnet. My husband's would have been on the ceiling. He would have been like, still on the ceiling. So you can't do that. You can't do that, especially if the lower libido person is 
trying to be the one to initiate. You have to control yourself if you're the high libido person for it to work. But things like that can really, really work for initiating sex. I do have practical things, but I think I will let you get a word in now at this point. No, I love all that. I think what, at least for me, because I was probably the one for most of my life to not, to just do it when he wanted to. I don't remember ever really initiating or wanting sex. I remember enjoying it once I got started, but I never was like, let's do this. And I think part of that was because I always felt like if I started something, we had to go all the way to intercourse. That's right. What I learned when I started dating and I got out in the world and was older and more mature and open to things, what I loved is that when you start something, you might just start something and leave it. Like you might just make out for 15 minutes and then nobody's getting undressed and nobody's getting naked. It doesn't have to be intercourse. And I think when I was younger, or that's kind of how it worked in our marriage, that, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're going to have sex, if you're going to start something, be careful. You have to finish it. And that's really, really important. Sex doesn't have to have a beginning, a middle and an end. You can just take little bits of it. Yeah. And I think that's what I loved about dating is that there wasn't as much time or maybe we were somewhere dicey in a restaurant or a bathroom, or we just had a second or we were outside, but you got turned on deeply, mostly because you didn't go all the way through. Mm. So I wish I had known that, that it's not actually initiating sex. It's initiating a physical connection that turns you on. That, if I knew that I could do that and not be settled to, okay, before you know it, I'm going to get my pants off. I'm going to get my underwear off. I'm going to be dry humping them on top, whatever, all that stuff. And the whole day's gone you know, or whatever, or now I've got... And I think women need to spell this out to men because women seem to understand this better than men do. And I think women need to say to men, look, when I initiate sex... This I doesn't necessarily mean that I want to take it right through to both of us having a climax. It could just be a little sexy, bite-sized encounter. That's the most fun. And that's what has changed the most for me, that there is so much more than intercourse. There's so many Mm -hmm. other things to do. And I feel like when a man finishes intercourse and he has an orgasm, it's over and they're kind of disconnected, or that was my experience. Maybe not all men, but they're a little bit tired. The connection's done. And so it feels like you're almost heading towards that. So I love the idea that maybe she can just start by walking up behind him and kissing his neck or French kissing him or just grabbing him somewhere. And it doesn't have to go anywhere. Nobody has to have a plan that this is going to go all the way through. I think Mm. that would make, and, and she needs to tell him that. I'd love to initiate, but maybe every time it doesn't have to be a full-blown thing. Just can I practice just being turned on and turning you on to mm. start? And he'll be like, sure. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that. I've got other suggestions. You said, um, I think if you wear sexy lingerie to bed, I think that's a really obvious signal to most men. Slide a hand down his low back, t- down onto his lower abdomen while you're spooning from behind or just grab onto his penis. <laughs> Come right out and say, hey, fancy a quickie or hey, fancy a quick sexy snog. Undress deliberately. A snog? Snog kiss. Kiss with tongues. French kissing. It's snog? Slang. British, British slang for French oh, kissing is snog. I'll be using that from now Snog. <laughs> Wonderful. Probably yeah. old-fashioned now. Jump into the shower with them. I hate that idea. I I'm hate, I hate the shower. Oh, my God, me too. Why did I even say that? Because other people say that, and I, I thought it was just me, but I hate that. Any woman who has to wear mascara, I don't have those lovely natural dark eyelashes. I look like shit when I'm in the shower. Not only that, but face. like... If the man's a bigger guy, I could never get the warm water. So I'm standing there freezing yes. naked, and I'm like, what the hell are we doing here? I'm absolutely freezing. I'm well, wet. Exactly. 
It's I have to be watch- married to a bloody NFL yeah. Super Bowl player. Like Nady would have taken up the whole lot. Yeah, and I don't like to get my hair wet except for once a week. So the exactly. whole shower thing sounds outrageous unless I've been in the ocean or something, which doesn't happen yeah. often. No. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> what about a playful spank is a good thing. Okay. Text what you'd like to do to them. And I I used to do this when I was like much younger and dating and, and like trying to turn men on and just playing games, basically. I used to go, I'd have a skirt on, obviously. Then I'd go out, go to the loo when we were at a pub or at the restaurant or something, take off my pants, Jesus. put them in, put them in my pocket and then come back and without ever him knowing what's going on, put them in his pocket. What a hooker. I love it. I can't wait to try it. Slutty, slutty, slutty. You are so slutty. Really? I will I will try it. Is it too, am I too old to try it at 46? No. Oh my God. No. What if my underwear not. are so big and comfortable? <laughs> I'm like, here's, these are from Costco. <laughs> You're not going to be wearing Bridget Jones pants when you do that. How awful. You could just like a- cheat and carry some little wisp of a thong. Yeah. I wouldn't want to yeah. give him my good stuff. No, no, exactly. No, you can get it back again. You can say give it back. Okay. Anyway, okay. things like that. And sleep naked and rub their, rub your body against his. Love I that. think if it's a woman initiating sex with a man, like I said, the more hands-on obvious you can be, the better. I think that's picked up more subtly. No, I mean, I don't think men are very subtle. You know, like with body, with body language things, there are 52 ways to signal interest that Body language gestures, no, no, looking at each other, smiling, etc. Men can only recognize 10. Women can recognize 52. Obviously. God <laughs> bless us. Well, that's good. I hope she tries it. Have fun with it. Yeah. Sounds like he's a good guy. Report back as usual. Yep. Okay. Next question. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. My boyfriend is slim, and I'm a generous size 16. I'm confident with my curves, though I do have the odd day where I worry about being bigger than my boyfriend. He constantly tells me I'm the ultimate fantasy and is always commenting on my curves and saying how sexy my body is. I just have to touch him and he gets hard. Should I be worried that I'm being fetishized for being bigger? My boyfriend has asked if I would stand in front of him while he pleasures himself. It feels strange not to be actively participating in his pleasure and just to stand in front of him naked. Is this normal? Right, I want your take on this first. Well, that's a lot for me to take in. Uh, yeah. the, I, the, I can go first if you like. Everything was fine for me. All of it sounds wonderful. The standing in front of him while he pleasures himself, that's a hard one for me just in general. Mm. If she's just standing there, I don't know. But maybe he loves that. Yeah, that, that's a, that, that one feels a little strange for me, but 
in general, it sounds like he really likes you. Mm, that's exactly, that was exactly my thing. And I had to look up fat fetishes and trying to say fetishizing is, I'm yeah, just going to avoid saying that. too hard, yeah. isn't it? By the way, a size 16 in the UK is now the average dress size. So she's actually not that curvy. That in the US is a 12 to 14, mm, yeah. around about a 12. So I actually, I agree with you. I don't think he's he's fetishizing her. There is a difference between preferring curves and having a fat fetish. And from I had to research this. I didn't know much about it, but they're nearly always straight men. And they the the big factor, which she'll know immediately whether or not this is him or not, is that they nearly always apparently include the include wanting you to gain more weight. So they're feeders, basically. So that's the big red flag. So it's more about just seeing the body rather than the person. So we know with a fetish, that means that he'd be unable to get sexually aroused without it. So look at his past girlfriends. What did they all look like? Were they a mix of shapes and sizes? Now, he prefers curves, so they're obviously going to be curvy. But were they all a certain type, a certain weight? That's a bit of a red flag. Is he only with you for your curves? Because, so if you lost weight for some reason, what would happen? Would he, he might be disappointed because he likes the curves, but would he leave you? Would he be not interested? How interested was he in your weight at the start? Apparently they give themselves away because they want to know too much information. How much do you weigh? What are your measurements? Do men like the fact that you're bigger than normal? There's there's too much interest in your weight and not enough interest in you as a person. And if all compliments revolve around your size. Now, I mean, in the email, it does say, you know, he does talk a lot about your curves, but it might also be that he senses that you're uncomfortable about being bigger than him. So he could be trying to reassure you. I, again, read the whole email, did exactly what you did, Kelsey, and then got to the last bit and thought, now, is that creepy or is that a bit of a turn on? And I decided it was a bit of a turn on because if he admires you so much that he doesn't even need to touch you. He just can look at you and get off. I mean, that is adoration at its absolute peak. There's a but. The but is, is that if he only wants to do things like that, yes, there's a problem. But if it's just a fantasy and he wants to do something like that now and then, I think she should just relax and enjoy the adoration. But I have to add, if she's listening to all of this and thinking, "Mm, yeah, but you know, she sounds intelligent. I think if you, if after all of that, you're still thinking, but there's something wrong, trust your gut instinct, absolutely. But otherwise, no, I think he just adores you and, and loves your body. Yeah. I mean, I think something in her is saying, pay attention. So pay attention. Your gut will tell you. If it feels okay, then I would say go for it. It, It's a little, for me, what also concerns me just a little bit is that I don't know that I want to be it depends on what you want. If you're just having fun having sex with him and you enjoy it and he's a boyfriend that's you guys are having a great time in bed and you enjoy each other. But if you're looking for a partner and he says you're his ultimate fantasy, fantasies aren't really real and they're kind of made up in your mind. So they don't normally lead to like a long partnership. A fantasy mm-hmm. is great for like a night or an experience. But I don't know that you know, when you meet the person that you want to be with, that they're your fantasy, they're kind of your Don't partner. Don't you say at the start, though? I, I gather it's quite new. It could be something Yeah, that I mean, it's start, just something, maybe. I don't know what she wants. If she wants a partner mm. for life, you know, I don't, but I think have fun and just trust your gut and love that he loves it. If when you're standing there naked, if it feels uncomfortable for you, something's off in your soul, mm. then you go like, mm. this is a little too weird for me. If it gets mm. too weird, 
you go, mm, I'm I'm concerned here. Yeah. But yeah, I think everything Tracy said about asking some questions about previous people and friends and stuff. Yeah. I love the idea if you got skinny, would he still want to be with you? And do you know what else? I was just thinking of pe- of somebody that I know who was very, very big and then she lost loads of weight and then she got very, very big again. And when she lost the weight, her husband was really, really nervous. And I think it had to, because she's a very good looking girl. And, you know, it was, I don't know if it would happen now, but it was certainly before, you know, you weren't seen as attractive if you were carrying too much weight. And she was suddenly getting hit on left, right, center, sideways, and he hated it. Yeah. He absolutely hated it. And I noticed he was doing a bit of like, have some more to eat. And suddenly she she decided in the end that she put on all the weight back on. She said, I couldn't, I didn't like it because I got with him because I loved him, but also because he accepted me because I was fat, basically. And then she said, all of a sudden she was hit on with all these other choices and she was happily married. And she said, I didn't want to have all these other choices. Mm. So it was just easier to get fat again well, or overweight. She didn't really use the word fat, should you? Yeah, that's really interesting. Fat. Keep mm. us posted. This one could go either way, truthfully. Yeah. It'll be interesting to find out what it is, but have fun. And it sounds like you're gorgeous. Yeah, exactly. You know? Okay. Last question. My partner and I love your show. You talk about power games and how they can add excitement. We get the concept that one person is dominant and one is submissive, but what do we actually do? Can you give us some scenarios on what we might try? Right. So, so dom and sub relationships, dominant sub, they sound way quite scary. I think they sound like full on right, like whips, whips and ties and chains. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not necessarily. Not necessarily right. at all. So, in any relationship, you have one person who's dominant and one person who's submissive. I mean. In, in some way or yeah. way or some shape or form. So you're basically exaggerating those roles. And I think we talked about this last week. You choose the role that you don't normally do in real life. So if you're the boss of the relationship in real life, you become the submissive person and your partner becomes the dominant. Now, people often play these games, choose the role they are in real life and go, well, I didn't really get that. It's because you're not doing the opposite to what, the whole point of it is mixing it up. Right. 89% of women choose a submissive role if they play a game like this. So don't, resist, resist, do the opposite. The most popular dom sub game is tying somebody up bondage. And I do a bondage kit in my range and I, I don't know how much they've got in their toy drawer, but if it's not full, I would definitely suggest that because it's got everything in a little kit and they're quite inexpensive. So it's got like a blindfold, it's got cuffs, it's got restraints, Velcro, a little vibrator. So all the sort of things that you need to, to do this power game. So basically, you one person's tied up, the other person is... In, you know, so they're at their mercy kind of thing. So basically, the person who's tied up, the person who's not, you put on a show for them. They can't touch you. It's all about teasing and titillation. So you would, you might masturbate, you might caress yourself, you might strip just out of reach. You might add the blindfold for unpredictability because they then can't guess what you're going to do next, where you're going to touch them, where you're going to kiss them or whatever. You can tease and stimulate them, like play with, you know, their genitals, play with their nipples or whatever. But the trick is to not, I mean, you could even lower yourself on his penis, but the trick is to not let them climax. It's all about the game. So you're the dominant person. They are in your control. You control everything, including when they have an orgasm. 
Or you can order them to do things to you when they're tied up. You can sort of like lower body parts onto their mouth and order them to do things. You can rub your body against them, you know, and basically use them as a big old thing to to masturbate against. So that's the most popular one that most people try. Now, if you really enjoy doing that, which lots of people do, other power games include things like worship games, which is basically sex slave. One of you has to be a sex slave for the other. Now, you can do it just when you're having sex or just for the sex session. Or some people do it the entire day and the entire night, like where they just have to do every single thing from doing the dishes to don't come near me. You know, I'm going to order you. No, you can't. Sounds like a marriage. <laughs> sounds like yeah, kind of. And then you have to reverse it. So, and then they have to do, so you can, you can take it to the extreme. Like if you're really properly into Dobson games, you will do things like you're not allowed to speak. You're not allowed to make eye contact. You're not allowed to go to the loo without asking. You can do punishment games where you're spanking, using nipple clamps, not being allowed to orgasm, things like this. Or you can do simple old role play where you have to take your woke self out of it and do things like student, teacher, cop, robber, kidnapper, victim, stuff like that. So it's all, it's all, you can play on a, on a very light, playful level, or you can go right into it. And there is lots and lots and lots and lots online. If you really want to get into BDSM, there is, there is so many websites telling you step by step on how to do it. But that's kind of what you're aiming for. One person to control the other person being submissive and you're teasing and titillating each other. The peels? Yeah, I have never done this. And I don't, I hope I do someday. I hope I find somebody that I'm with that I feel safe enough to try it. It feels like a push for me. Did you ever read Fifty Shades of Grey? Did you do yes, that? Yes, I loved it. I loved it. Oh, well, there it. you go. That's all But you know what happens? I get sad what? for the person that's being told what to do. Like, what if they don't want to? And like, I'd be like, oh I want to make God. sure there's like a signal that's like, stop choking me, you know, or like. Well, there is it. There should be always be a yeah, signal. but I would just. But if you like that, then you'd like doing this. Or do you just yes. like it in your fantasy, not in real life? I like it. I I looked at that and I was like, ow, that would really hurt that whole spanking thing and stuff. I don't like that. I don't, I don't, I used to, Nate used to say like, I think I told you this. I used to do a set on, on stage with comedy and I'd be like, when I'd be washing the dishes, Nate would be like, Hey, have you been a bad little girl? Oh yeah, you do. And I'd be like, no, like I haven't. He's like, yes, you have. You've been a bad girl. And I'm like, no, I actually haven't been. And he was like, so mad that I wouldn't engage. And he's like, I'm going to spank you. I'm like, you touch me, I'll kill you. And I just realized for us, maybe because he was so big and so dominant, I was like, please don't be Maybe what I needed to do was reverse it. Yeah. I was like, if you spank me, it will hurt. And I do not. And I and get away Christ, from you it. you across the room. Yes. So I think that's probably, if I could go back in time and have my mature 46-year-old self, I would say, you be quiet. You sit down. Mm-hmm. And he would be like, perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So no, I, I, I love that people, it, it is good to switch stuff up. There is so much to do that we don't know about if you've been married your whole life or if you grew up in the South. But no, I agree. I hope they have fun. Yeah, I hope they have fun. Yeah, I think good on them for doing that. It's very popular now. Very, very popular now. Everybody's doing what it. I find, what I find kind of sad is every time I do this podcast, it does give you a big kick up the arse about your own sex life. And I just think, oh my God, I used to do all that. I used to be so active. You, you can't do it. And now it's like, you're... oh my God, I'm tired. <laughs> Oh, we've got to do the roast. We've got to do the online shopping. We've got to do Here's this. the thing. Here's the thing. In life, there's always a trade-off. So to have a wonderful marriage where you respect each other and there's someone who you want to go life with, they make you crazy, but you're like, you're my person. That is not someone who you want to tie up. 
after a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, we did in the beginning though. In the beginning, but you go you go 15, <laughs> 20 years, you're like, you touch me with any type of rope and it's over. Like why when we could watch suits? You know, like it's just yeah, I don't I know, know that I think I you can still be, but you've got it. It's such a bloody effort. It's such an effort. And age comes into it as well. Like if we were laugh. both, if we met at 20 and right. we were 10 years in, then at 30, you're still going to be doing it, aren't you? Yeah. And you, and it's hard to do these things in your home where you are just had your parents over for Christmas dinner or thing. you know, like it's fun <laughs> yeah. when you're dating and you're doing things in different places and in hotels, but it is, it is challenging to get nasty in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. Where you mm, just have Thanksgiving why dinner. Cheap hotels are brilliant. hundred percent. Honestly, a cheap hotel. And also it adds to the seediness. If you've got to, you know, <sighs> if you're role-playing something, if you could, if it does, it adds to it, doesn't 100%, it? hundred percent. hundred percent. Well, well, good. Hope we help some people. Let us know. We're grateful for you guys. Hope everybody's having a great holiday season and we will see you next week. No, we won't see you next week. No, we it's won't. The last in the series. We're not going to see you next week. Well. But we will see you soon. Yeah. Tie yourselves up. Tie your people Please, up. Yes, try every single thing out in every <laughs> single episode of this season. That'll keep you going for a little Order while. all of Tracy's toys. I have them all. I'm just waiting for the opportunity to use them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you have them all. There's about 45. It's true. You, I need more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have a I'll great week. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk. If you'd like your question answered on the show, send it to us at sextalkpod.com. So that's S-E-X-T-O-K-P-O-D.com. You'll find info about my books, sex products, and more sex advice at tracycox.com. And that's Tracy with an E. If you like this podcast, please send it to your friends and rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 